Good afternoon and good night and welcome to the Amateur Otaku Podcast and Livestream. How is everybody doing out there? I am Brandon Alvarado, the Scarlet fan here, and I am so excited to be here on this Saturday night, almost Sunday morning in Sweden, to talk anime with you guys. Isaac, my brother, Mad Dog Isaac, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about you? I am doing. I'm doing good. I'm very excited, um, and I'm really happy that um, we're able to do this. Um, we we always like the idea of doing spun, of doing bonus episodes whenever it's possible. And good thing is that even though I'm working a lot. Um, time has freed itself on my neck of the woods. So who knows? Maybe these bonus episodes on weekends will become a thing. But um, we found a very particular topic that was something that we can watch real quickly and start a conversation real quickly that we said, you know what? Let's do a bonus episode. And Isaac, here we are. Bonus episode. <laughs> We're going to talk about Pokemon and not just anything. I mean, we've covered Pokemon in the past. We have an episode on the Detective Pikachu movie um, and we're, and we talked with Rob um, about Pokemon specifically about our experiences with games um, in Game Boy and um, in different medias, um, animation and stuff like that. But specifically, we're going to talk about um, the limited series that the Pokemon Company distributed via YouTube to the world, which is called Pokemon Twilight Wings, which, if I'm not mistaken, it is a insight slash promotion of Sword and Shield, right? Uh, I wouldn't. It's more of an insight, considering the game has been out for about a year. Right, right. It's like. It's a, it's more of an insight, and also I would say it's like a companion series, right? More proper than an anime show at Galar, like watching Ash at Galar. You know what I mean? This feels more like a companion series. Oh, no. so, yeah, so so I really enjoyed it, and I'm really happy that um, that I got a chance to watch it. I know you've talked about this for for a couple of months now. Um, the series just wrapped. Um, earlier this week, and being that the episodes were pretty short, I thought it was perfect. It was perfect when you brought it up, and so I watched them, and I really enjoyed them, and I'm glad that I'm here talking about them with you here. Um, so welcome, ba welcome back to the Amateur Talker Podcast. If you like what we're doing on this channel with these live streams, with these anime conversations, don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment in the comment section below, and don't forget to hit the bell 
for notifications. So every time an episode goes up, you do not miss it. And also you get all the reminders for all the episodes and live streams that are coming. We do live streams every Wednesday at 7.45 Eastern Standard Time. From time to time, we'll do these impromptu bonus episodes like we're doing now on Saturday. Every live stream becomes the podcast episode every Friday and a brand new YouTube episode every Friday. And on Sundays, those are the days where we're going to continue to upload legacy episodes. Um, as you, uh, So for those that do not know, we did not start at YouTube. We've been doing podcasts for almost two years now, and we have a vast library of episodes and animes that we have covered um, over at our street, at Anchor and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So we're doing everything we can to make those episodes available also on YouTube. So those that don't regularly listen to podcasts can go to YouTube to our channel and also enjoy the episodes there. So here we are, Isaac, another episode, and we're going to talk about Pokemon. Yeah. This is awesome. Now, Isaac, you have been a lifelong Pokemon fan. Apart from you're not just a Nintendo fan, you are a fan of Pokemon. Um, I, I know, I, I think it's safe to say that you may have not played every single entry, but you've played most of them, right? I uh, took a break uh, from the third generation and restarted my play, playing uh, the games uh, when the fourth generation came out. But I have uh, played every generation, yes, even the nice. Spin-off. All the external darkness and Colosseum into the GameCube. Those two games are extremely underrated, and I hope you, you make a sequel or um, at least some uh, HD remake or something for those, because those that really spice the game up a bit. Which game was that? I'm sorry? Pokemon XD, uh, External Darkness, and Pokemon Colosseum. Oh, that's, that's the one that... Um... That was sort of like a, like the first console-like Coliseum game, right? Uh, that was like on GameCube. You you're thinking about Pokemon Stadium and four. Pokemon Coliseum uh, was about you playing a former thief that uh, needs to capture quote unquote experimental Pokemon and make mm-hmm. it normal again, and in order to save them. And you only played double battles and not single battles. Nice. And no darkness is the sequel to that game. And like I've said before, give me, give me a HD remake of the sequel. You can do so much more on that part of the Pokemon world. Nice. It would be awesome, Isaac, if later um, you give me some links of those games because I don't think. I've never seen them, and I would like to see what those games look like. So if if you can send me those links, I'll share them also with everybody when we put everything in the description when it comes up as an episode. So people can look what those games are, like those forgotten Pokemon games. Hey, that could be a, an interesting episode. What are those forgot what are what are those forgotten Pokemon games? Um has made let's play on both of them so I could link you those that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. So, 
this Twilight Wings talks about the world of Galar, which is is of course the the new continent or region that that players are given to explore in in Pokemon Sword and Shield, right? Which is the newest entry into of in the on the, from Nintendo in the Nintendo Switch, right? So it's the first ever real console version of a fully um fully fledged out Pokemon game. Um, in your case, I know you've played a lot of the games, um, but in my case, Isaac, I think the last Pokemon game that I played to completion was probably was probably Pokemon Sapphire. Um, or Because I think it was after Silver, because I know Silver was the one that I mostly loved, mostly played. I know I played Yellow, I played Blue, I played Silver, and I think I played Sapphire. But, like, that's what, up to third generation or fourth generation? That's the most I played. Um, and then because I let go of my Game Boy. Um, yes, I said Game Boy. I didn't say Nintendo DS. <laughs> because... Then I only played third generation, fourth generation, no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I after th- after I let go of my Game Boy, I just strictly play console games. So I didn't really um, play a lot of, of of Pokemon games. But Pokemon is still something that I look back to in my childhood as a gamer. That I and and I look back to it with fondness because I think it was one of those first games that I really immersed in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not only that, I was a kid. Um, it was my dream come true when for Christmas I got, I had the Pokemon edition Game Boy Color that came with yellow version. Um, and, and, and the fact that I had my own Game Boy for the first time and I was able to go into the world of Pokemon and train my Pokemon. And not only that, it's yellow version. So it's the first ever version where Pikachu is hanging out with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the idea of 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 Ash being this placeholder for the player or for the viewer in the anime um, became real when I played Yellow Version. So so I really enjoyed that experience. So Pokemon is something always very dear to me. And going back to the topic of hand, which is Twilight Wings, what I love about Twilight Wings is the fact that in those it's only seven episodes it's seven episodes they're only five six seven minutes per episode um so you can say that you can watch it it's like a 45 minute movie or something like that is that it highlights the wonder of the world of pokemon it highlights the wonder of the game it highlights the corniness of it, mm-hmm. but but it but in a way that I am able to look back at my experiences with the franchise with fondness. You know what I mean? Instead of dread is a good nostalgia to the point where I'd be like, hmm, I wouldn't mind going back, jumping back into the fray, discovering Pokemon again. And I like and I like the especially the episodes because you have 
it's a good i love how it's a good mix of episodes too isaac like not all the episodes are are heavy story episodes there's a lot of episodes that are just pictures it's all about the this the it's all about the um the sense of exploration that there is you know and 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 i really enjoy that because it it shows you this fantastic world that's out there that you can just jump in and i'm going to be honest with you i kind of feel bad that i haven't played sword and shield but i'm but i actually feel happy that i haven't played them because the way the world of galar is is portrayed in those episodes it is so beautiful yeah and and majestic that i think like the game engine kind of lacks what we see <laughs> It's lacking, especially especially the videos that we've seen of the wild area. And when they show you the wild area <laughs> in the show, um, I don't know, man. To me, it, it felt like a breath of fresh air. And I haven't experienced that since Detective Pikachu. But Detective Pikachu is like a bubble in the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's just like a – it's not necessarily – something that you can really distinguish as a true Pokemon story. It's a side story at best within that world. But Twilight Wings, all the stories that you see feel like storylines from within one of the games. And I don't know, man. I love going into that world. Um, how did you discover Twilight Wings? I mean, of course, you know everything for some reason. I mean... Because you know everything. But um, where, when did you first hear about Twilight Wings? Did you hear from Nintendo? Did Nintendo promote this? Or was this, or was this like, a, like, a, like a, oh, look, we did this. <laughs> it was, uh, I found out that I subscribed to the Pokemon channel and suddenly I see that the first episode uh, on that. And I'm just, what is this? And you click on it, and, I'm, and like you said, this series makes such a good job in portraying this uh, region way better than the games ever do. And I can say that as someone that has spent hours on it, as someone that likes to stay competitive from time to time. And the whole thing about, I don't know uh, if you read it, but uh, a couple of years ago, I wrote about how I thought the Pokemon company should uh, can Ash and uh, do something more original. You, you mean you mean of your um, Pokemon Go Ashless manifesto? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> we can link it uh, in the description after. yes sir uh, but anyway and I said that it could do more than just ashes ashes there don't be uh, safe today blah 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 
Mm-hmm. This is a prime example of that in my book. But they could see you made. I feel well, uh, some of them are uh, nine, five to nine episode long episodes. And they created more lore, they explored more lore than an episode, a regular episode on the anime has ever done. Agreed. And I've seen, and not that I've seen everything animated Pokemon, but I've seen some movies. I've seen a good chunk of Pokemon anime in the past. I saw the Johto League. Um, I love the Indigo League, which is the one with all the islands. Is that the one, right? Yeah. Where Ash is swimming around Lapras with Lapras or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, I. That one is the pillar, though. The one, sorry? That uh, the one hits close with uh, close away with Lapras and all. That one is pillar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole one with Dragonite and everything at the end and at that league. That was pretty cool. Um, when Pikachu kicks Dragonite's ass, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I agree with you. Um, and I am surprised that you brought that up because I know that you have consumed a lot more Pokemon content than I have, but to say that these episodes covered a lot more lore and, and, and did a lot more world building than the, the Pokemon anime with Ash, that's, that's a lot to say, but I get where you're coming from also, because the problem with Ash it's not that Ash is a bad character. Is that what makes Pokemon special is how every time you start a new game, you start from scratch. You discover this world from scratch, and it's and the and the peculiarities of that continent so why do that with the same character why 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 make the decision of making us drag this baggage that this immortal 10 year old has <laughs> instead of allowing us to discover with the new character, everything because because here's the thing: it's not the same thing. And and I think I don't know if you touch on these points on 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 the on the on the piece on the thoughtful piece that you put on Wobam, but I can see how it's harder. You you lose so much sense of discovery when you enter a new place with a known character than then then when you enter a new place with a character that you don't know about exactly and and every time we see ash we're thinking and pikachu not that pikachu is the problem because pikachu is cute as hell no matter where you put him um whenever you see ash you're thinking about all the places it's been to Apart from the fact that it's troubling that I'm 30 and he's still 10. But it's like I love the fact that he's not mentioned or even alluded to on Twilight Wings. Yeah. 
And I think that was the magic of the other series that they've done like this, because I know they've done Origins, which is another short one. Yeah. And then... And Generations, which is another short one, and they're all fantastic. But this one is extra special, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually pretty sweet. Especially especially when Red is the one using Charizard and and Mega Evolution, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's talk about the episodes. Let's talk about the episodes in 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 general. Um, do you have a favorite episode? There's seven of them. Do you have a favorite episode, or do you like it as a whole, as a unit? I like it as a whole, as a unit, because you could argue that you can, uh, like you said, you can watch it as a movie, as an anthology movie, because there are different stories. But there are, so, um, my bad, uh, a short, uh, short, uh, sort of like a, sort of like a, a anthology OVA, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They are all connected. It's, you see the beginning, B and um, Leon is fighting. Mm-hmm. The, the, you see it from the kids' perspective. The fight. Mm-hmm. Then the uh, next uh, episode does that be go training after she lost against Leon mm-hmm. because the threads connects and all that, yes. Yeah. And so while it might not go from A to B completely, it's uh, still connected. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's still something that uh, keeps it all going, if you know what I mean. And hundred percent. I if I have to put one episode in perspe- uh, as a favorite, it might be uh, the one where the kid uh, asks one of the gym leaders. To, for help to get a ticket for his friend uh, to the match. Yes. Which is uh, one of the big things about it in this entire short series is about a sick kid uh, wants to get a ticket to see the champion Leon uh, live in a match. Yeah. And you uh, can uh, you, you see him meet uh, the shy yeah, gym leader, the go- uh, for those play, uh, the ghost type leader that is known for being uh, shy, insecure, and because of all and uh, because of all that, uh, and he knows uh, he draws uh, spears att- uh, to him, and because of that, the ghost uh, Pokemon protects him if there is uh, someone that he's not comfortable with. Which begs the question here, speaking of that episode. Um, I, uh, I want to see what you think. But is the, do, you, do you think the kid is dead or not? You mean the, um, the gene leader? The friend. The friend. As in, as in John, the one that's sick? Or, 
Or are you talking about the one that friend? wants to the wants to take it for his friend? I that's I don't know because uh, he saw uh, he suddenly uh, he wasn't able to uh, say in say I'm sorry when he was uh, mm -hmm. written out from the hospital and uh, and all that yes and he goes uh, to the graveyard for the help to the ghost leader and the gym leader is known to be able to talk to ghosts in general yes okay see but that's game lore because they don't really explain that on the show yeah um that that's an interesting idea but doesn't the friend show up in the isn't the friend in the match though at the end of nope. the seventh episode uh that's a flashback if i'm not mistaken no 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 um i'm talking about when john goes to the stadium with leon isn't if, if he was, then I uh, then it was a blink and you're missing moment for uh, for me. Yeah, I don't. Well, that's the thing though. I'm not sure. I have to rewatch it. But that's a very interesting theory, dude. That's that would be. I mean, it makes the episode even more creepy. <laughs> Why the Pokemon gym leader of all? Yeah. Uh, if you want to, if you uh, want to help your help your friend to get it yeah you get what i mean yeah yeah and and i like how i like how for the first time i mean yes you spend years with brock with misty but this show did something that i think it's i haven't seen it now, keep in mind, I've been disconnected from the world of Pokemon for a long time, but I've never seen it this way, is that it kind of demystifies the gym leader. And it shows them as trainers that have struggles, trainers that have ambitions. Like, because most of the times when you see the gym leader in the show, or even when you face them, they're realized. They're these people with a clear head and like, you know what I mean? Like I'm the gym leader, boss mode, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This particular Twilight Wings, what they do is they, they flush them out and they all feel like, hey, gym leaders just don't come out of thin air. Like they have struggles. They lose battles. Some battles mean stuff. Stuff. They have rivals, just like you as a trainer have rivals. I like how they all see Leon as the ultimate rival to a degree. And I find that fascinating. Um, like their relationship and everything. Um, I, I love the... Before I talk about my favorite moment of the show, um, I love the fact... And I don't know, correct me or let me know if other entries of Pokemon have done this. I know that this is not the only one that has done it. But I think that, at least from my perspective, this is the, the series that has done it in, a, in the most successful way 
as beautiful nostalgia is I was not expecting that all those Gen 1 Pokemons will toggle my heartstrings. <laughs> not only that, I was not expecting them to be so prominent in this new region. And, and, and what I find fantastic is that gym leaders, no less, have Gen 1 Pokemon. And it, it kind of like, it's like, is like they're trying to show us that, that Pokemon Sword and Shield is the, the perfect halfway point between the old and the new. And it makes it interesting to me because of that. Because even though I'm going to find new systems and I'm going to find new Pokemon and I'm going to find the Gigantamax and Dynamax and all that crap, I'm still going to see my Charmander. I'm going to see Gyarados. I'm going to see Michelle. I may see a Squirtle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, they have and, a lot of uh, the first generation. Of some long right. Not only that, the champion is known for his Charizard. And, 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 and I just find that so remarkable because it makes me go like, wow, I feel at home. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and, and I think that they use it to draw you in like, wait a minute, I know who this guy is. I know what that Pokemon is. They use it for to draw more people in, yeah. Yeah, so so I really like that. I really like that a lot. And um I mean the you, Pokemon company knows that Charizard is one of the most popular Pokemon in the entire franchise. But I was super excited when I saw uh what is it, Bree is the one that's the fighting gym yeah. leader. When I saw her with Mashoke, Mashoke, and Mashamp. And that whole sequence, that training montage is freaking amazing. Yeah. And by the way, she was able to stand on his, uh, her own against him. <laughs> that was, yeah. I mean, she got hurt at some point, but yes, yes. That's pretty. But but see, that's the kind of cool thing that, that you imagine. Like when you, when you start fighting, like whenever you go into a gym, right? Like you go to... What was that gym leader in, I think it was Pokemon Silver, there was a gym leader that had Hitmonchamp and Hitmonlee. Are you talking about uh, the guy that uh, created like, Waterfall? I think so, but I, I just don't remember. He's but the Silver, he's the one, he's also in uh, Red and Blue, he's the one that uh, was the the gym leader for Sabrina to go with her psychic human. When you you fight him, you get hit. And then defeat him, you get either Lee or Sean. Right. So, so when you go through the gym, you always fight all these other karate guys. They, they all have fighting Pokemon, right? And in your mind, the way you absorb that information is that these people do martial arts. But it's not till this that you see them training in martial arts with their Pokemon. And they have this bond where they 
fight and they spar. And it's like this whole different dimension of training that you're like, okay, this is pretty cool. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, because you rarely see this. Because in the game, all you do is fight, 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 fight. Oh, look, that's the TM I wanted. Learn this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or with Nessa, you see her connect with the water Pokemon through her modeling and uh, yes. the love of being a, a sea. So like you said, you see right. the more personal side yes. of it. Also, I uh, I went back and uh, checked with the match with uh, the friend. He is there, but he is with the ghosts. Interesting. Interesting. Isaac, you might be on to something. And, and it's funny. And you know, it's funny because, you know, there's always been that whole thing with Lavender Town. <laughs> yeah. Pokemon and can be Pokemon can be creepy. <laughs> there is one Pokemon in the, they, that they introduced in the fifth generation that basically is dead people. Oh, is that the one that, that dresses as Pikachu? No, 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 no. That's not uh, Mimikyu. It's Carfagrius, and uh, it's it's uh, a uh, de-evolution. That oh, is okay. the one I'm talking about. Uh, let's see. Let me uh, find a Pokédex entry so you can hear what I'm talking about. Uh, it wandered through the... Uh, it wandered through ruins by night, carrying a mask that's said to have been the face it had when it was still a human. Okay, so now I'm going to run away and cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, Pokemon is... Okay, we're not here to talk about creepy Pokemon. Why are you bringing the creepiness, Isaac? That's because I brought up my theory about a friend. I think, I, think we, I think if we did an episode all about the weird Pokedex entries... Will have the most views in any YouTube channel ever. <laughs> yeah, those that wrote the uh, Pokemon deck entries, they want, they is clearly want to make a, a horror stories. I mean, Jeebus. Who knows? Maybe they all moonlighted in Kojima's Silent Hills game. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe. 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 But yeah, yeah. I, I just, this is a perfect. Uh, Twilight Wings is a perfect example for what I've sp uh, spoken about in years. Yeah. Pokemon Company, I don't know that you don't uh, want to hear this, but in case you do, please do more stuff like this. Yes, please. You know, you know that your fans want it. You know what? Yeah, agreed. And you, and you know what's one of the most beautiful things? that I haven't seen, that I've seen in a long time, that I think you kind of, you get a lot of this in the first couple of episodes of the original Pokemon anime. Um, like the connection between Pikachu and Ash. Um, and then like the episode with Ash when he when he catches Charmander. Um, like, like those first episodes, I think, I think that first season of Pokemon is so strong in 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 showing what it is to be a trainer you know what i mean to fill out those gaps of of that emotional relationship that a trainer would have with their pokemon um that that to me is that's what makes that show special in in my memory but 
the whole arc of John and John finding out that he does have affinity with Pokemon. Um, like the whole thing with Corviknight where Corviknight notices him. Um, and then what was that? That uh, scene was adorable. It was, it was. And, and then my final, and then the final episode, which is my favorite one, which is pretty much that encounter that John has with Leon as they all fly back to the stadium. And Leon says the most powerful words you can say to your fan. Like if you had a fan, like you're, you know how, like if anybody knows how famous he is, is Leon. <laughs> but he says, you want to become a Pokemon trainer, right? Good. Next time we meet, we're going to battle. I'm not going to hold back. And you see those eyes open wide. Like I felt like I was John. Like I felt like I was that little kid. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm ready to explore. I'm ready to leave this hospital bed and explore Galar and capture Pokemon. I'm ready to go on this journey. And yes, this wasn't just promotional material because that's that's not just what it was but like it reignites that pokemon fervor and i don't think i've seen something pokemon related in a long time that does this to me like i think that finals like it was done perfect like the studio that worked on this which was studio colorito um did a fantastic job i don't know how much influence the Pokemon company had on the scripts um, and and the episodes. Um, but this Twilight Wings feels, more than anything, it feels like a love letter to Pokemon in general. Agreed. It feels like a love letter to how kids feel when they grab that Game Boy for the first time and went in that journey. To capture Pokemon, to become stronger, to be the very best like no one ever was. Um, and no, Isaac, we're not going to sing the poker rap. Good, because uh, we were, would be here all day if that was the case. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, this, this is fantastic. I, I'm really happy that you suggested this, Isaac. Um, I think also one of the reasons why this series works is because it was it is because it is a limited series. It's not meant to be this long form season per season per season. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that if if they did this kind of limited series format with every new release with this much care I think it will be a lot more effective to bring new fans to to please current fans and bring old fans back. This is the kind of material that would do that. Because you can tell that the people that worked on this love Pokemon. But love Pokemon for why for the reasons why most fans love Pokemon. Yeah, that's so, 
it's uh, it boggles my mind the, uh, how why can't I do more of this? If not, <laughs> oh, can you please make it the uh, maybe make a movie uh, focusing on like that once or twice? I mean, please, for the love of Naga. Okay, no fire, no talk here. <laughs> uh, why can't? Because this could be so. I know this speaks. Uh, this comes from someone that uh, has to. Is uh, it's, no, it's, uh, has this French near and dear to my heart, but. The franchise can be so much more. Pokemon Black and White, Pokemon Black and White Two, they showed that they that there is stories to tell, and it's the it's the best uh, antagonist that the series has ever had. What's the name? N from Black and White, fifth okay. generation, and it's just. Well, I think we have technical difficulties. My buddy Isaac left. Uh, I'm here. Welcome back, buddy. I so don't know what happened, but I'm here. <laughs> you're good. You were talking about N. Uh, N. It's the protagonist and the uh, protagonist and the uh, fifth generation mm. of Pokemon, and he is. Fantastic character, but yeah, I just want more story-driven stuff. I know, I know, Pokemon uh, can't be Shakespeare, but please give us something more. I think what Detective Pikachu proved is, and I know I'm kind of going on a tangent, but I, I, I promise it has. It's going to connect with what you were saying just now. What Detective Pikachu proves is that people love the world of Pokemon. And if you have a good story within that world, people are going to want to see it. People are going to want to play it. So, so there's no reason why you can't have serious writing in that form, within that world. It's like... The Pokemon company has provided all the elements, all the elements and ideas. Get a get a person, get a great writer that will use that, that will create grounded stories within that world. They can work. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if Detective Pikachu was able to make Pokemons look beautiful and and remarkable. In a live-action setting, the possibilities are endless. I mean, and like you said, Pokemon doesn't have to be Shakespeare, but it doesn't mean it can't be good writing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Agreed. I mean, for for heck's sake, they could have made short uh, animated stories about the uh, DLC arcs. Uh, that uh, DLC stuff that they have, 
one of Isle mm. of Armor and uh, now the upcoming Crown Tundra. It could have been perfect in a marketing material. Yeah. Yeah. I think and I think I think the studio did a great job and I'm glad that and I'm glad also that I think it's safe to assume that the Pokemon company understood the potential of Twilight Wings because they didn't give it to Netflix. They didn't give it to Hulu. They put it on YouTube for free in their on their channel. Yeah. So that means that they're not asking anybody to pay for it, but it's one of the best. It's something that they could have charged for, but didn't because it, it is, is so it is so good. It's just a free marketing for them. So. Right. No, no. And I agree, but it's one of those things also that makes me think like, if you're okay. concerned of whether or not you can make money with it, yes, this was the kind of thing that you could have sold fans and we would have bought it because it's so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I think that in the beginning, Pokemon films were an event thing. After like Pokemon 2000, it kind of became a yearly thing and it kind of kept losing momentum in my opinion. Yeah. But I think those first two Pokemon movies, Pokemon the movie, uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back, Pokemon 2000, um, even the one with Entei, was, were, they were all like pretty big movies and, and they were good. Mr. Uh, of Mew, uh, Lucario and the Mr. of Mew was pretty good also. It's uh, about fourth generation. Yeah. But after that, it's just, eh. Yeah. But, so, not good, but not good either. Yeah. So it's one of those things, like, I, I hope that they hear this podcast and hear how much we love this. And other people share their love for this series. Because, guys, everybody out there, Twilight Wings is amazing. And it's on YouTube. It's free. I'm going to share the link in the description where you guys can go watch it. Um, but it's amazing. And if you love Pokemon, you're going to love Twilight Wings. Because here are two – here in, in your ears and in this video are two Pokemon fans. One that has been a Pokemon fan since he was young, but stopped, but walked away from the franchise. One that has the franchise fresh in his heart and brain. And we're both connecting because of how good this show is. And it's 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 everything awesome about Pokemon. So go watch Twilight Wings on YouTube. It's only seven episodes. It takes you maybe 40 minutes to watch it as a whole because it's only six episodes, six minutes. Per episode, um, there are two that is nine, but yeah. what was that? And there are two that are nine, but 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 still, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's it's just under, so good. Under um, like, they are all under ten minutes, so it's no. <laughs> yeah, agreed, agreed. So, Isaac, I thought that it was perfect. Every time we talk about Pokemon, we always like to talk about something particular of our experiences. 
because it is something that we've experienced throughout our lives for a good chunk of years. Like I still have plenty of Pokemon cards because I really fell hard back onto the Pokemon card game because I love it. I love the Pokemon card game and I have plenty of decks. Um, and I was able to discover a lot of the newer generations um, with because of the Pokemon card game because I haven't been playing. I don't have any consoles, any handheld devices to play the other games. Um, but um, Isaac, when I announced, when we announced the live stream for tonight, we put out a feeler out there and we said, anybody that's had a special moment from Pokemon, anybody that um, would like to share their most fondest memory from Pokemon, whether, whether it was watching the show, whether it was watching a movie, whether it's playing the games, we want to know what was your most fondest Pokemon memory that you want to share with us. I have one to share. We actually have one from our good friend Nico Caruso from the Vigilante 1939 podcast that we're going to share in a little bit. Um, but Isaac, let's start with you. Uh, if you were, to, if someone were to ask you, Isaac, what is your fondest Pokemon memory? Or one of them, which one would you tell us? I mean, uh, there is two parts that is really strong for me. Okay. One of them is a uh, the quote uh, I see now that um, uh, what's the quote again? I see now that uh, one birth is relevant. It's uh, what you do that you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. The that Mewtwo says in the dub for the first movie, like we spoke about in uh, uh, and the second one is is a bit more emotional because, as you know. Uh, the first movie I remember saw uh, seeing on the big screen, seeing on the big screen, is Pokemon Two Thousand, mm. and I was lyrical, and it has even grown more. It, it has been a, even a more of a emotional memory for me because the one I watched that with was was Grandpa who passed away this year. Wow. So that memory meant so a lot to me. It's a, out of symbolism because I don't have a I don't have a costume or anything. Mm -hmm. I wore a black, uh, uh, I managed to fix a black t-shirt with Pokemon signs on, uh, uh, with Pokemon team on it, just to symbolize that memory. Because I was so lyric that I, I could go with Grandpa on a Pokemon to see. Uh, it was just... It's one. Uh, it's one of my fondest memories uh, of Pokemon, and will be probably one of my fondest memories of Grandpa as well. 
it's how beautiful it is to to talk about what you just said about that beautiful memory that you had with your grandfather and how how it talks about the longevity of this franchise like we were kids when this became a boom and it's a franchise that we have carried in our hearts for the course of our lives because it's a wonderful world to explore to to discover and the fact that we've discovered it a lot of times with loved ones is something very special thank you for sharing that dude that was awesome um and i found the quote that you were talking about from youtube yeah um it's the one that says i see now that the circumstances of one's birth are relevant it is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. That's the kind of moment that you're like, wow, that's deep, bro. And yeah. it's in a book and it's in a Pokemon movie. And I think we talked about um in one of the early episodes of, of season two of the amateur taku. It was when we talked about that anime, uh, 3D animated movie. Yeah, um, we talked about how how powerful that first pokemon movie was and still is like even with the remake that they did which we all shared our feelings in that podcast we're not going to revisit that now we still talk about how that movie was still holds so well in spite of certain little comedic moments that don't land because of the age but i think it holds up pretty well and I'm surprised that you, and I'm surprised that you mentioned that one of your fondest Pokemon memories come from that movie. And our friend Nick Caruso from the Vigilante podcast talks about his fondest memory, and it's from that podcast too. It's from that movie too. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and put it up on the screen. This is what our friend Nico wrote to us. That's one of his fondest memories is. So. He was sending this on a tweet at Nico Caruso says, the scene itself is not fond, but I look back on it as being my first true emotional reaction to a piece of media. I will never forget the Pokemon movie when Ash dies and Pikachu tries to shock him back to life. And then the events after. So powerful. And I, and, and I think we can both agree, Isaac, that he has a point, right? Yeah. And I think, I think one of the reasons why that moment of Pikachu trying to bring, Pikachu trying to wake up Ash, I think the reason why that moment is so powerful is because Pikachu shocking Ash's ass was something that we would see constantly throughout the series. Yeah. It was something that we were used to seeing as something comedic or something or a way of Pikachu communicating with Ash when he was being an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was something. What was that? Sort of. Yeah. It was something that was part of their communication about their relationship. And, and I think what, what was powerful was that no longer are we empathizing 
with Ash, we are we are so connected to Pikachu that we empathize with him. Because Pikachu just noticed that he lost the connection he had with Ash because he's not reacting to what he's doing. I think that's the reason why we still watch that movie and tear, and tear up in that moment. Because I think, you know what, Isaac, you know how we were talking about good writing? Yeah. That yeah. movie exemplifies that in the world of Pokemon. And if we go to, uh, and if we will t take an example of, uh, example of uh, good writing when it comes to Twilight Wing, I think the best writing in that series is actually the Bay episode. Honestly. Which which episode? The Bay ep episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that one is easily the best one. Or that's, you... the, that's the one with the fighting gym leader? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that one was very good. And, and that one was very good because it was all visual storytelling. Yes. Um, and, oh, by the way, can we talk about how the animation of this show is fantastic? Yeah. Like, so, I want the uh, turnout, and this, this episode is about that series, after all. Yeah. The, the animation is ph phenomenal. Like, I want to see more of Studio Colorido's work. Did you know that they directed A Whisker Away on Netflix? No, I did not. And they're also the ones working on the new Burn the Witch movie, which is from the creator of Bleach. That's I'm, them. I'm so looking forward to that one. Yeah, like, now I'm more excited because I've seen their work. Um, they also did one. I haven't seen this movie, but I know it's been out for a while and it's been pretty popular. They're the studio behind Penguin Highway. Never heard of, actually. Yeah, that's that's one of those movies that's... You know how when you like go to a store online and you're looking for Ghibli movies and they put all these movies that look like Ghibli movies, but they're not? <laughs> yeah. That's one of those. Penguin Highway is one of those that comes up among the, among the mix. Um, but yeah, so Nico Caruso, thank you so much for sharing that fond memory with us. Um, thank you for writing to us. And guys, if you love talking comic books and love um, talking movies, superheroes, media, the Vigilante 1939 podcast is a great podcast for you guys to check out. Papa Setnik. Nick Setnik and Nico Caruso host that show. I've had the privilege of being in that show, and they're a great bunch. Um, go look for them on Twitter. Look them up on your streaming service. Look up that podcast, The Vigilante 1939. It's an awesome show. Um, you guys want to listen to it. Um, I'm going to tell you my fondest memory, Isaac. You ready? Um, I think I kind of shared that I do that I do hold very fondly um the experience that i had with with the pokemon movie like i shared um now this one is not much a an emotional thing but it is a very good it, but it is a fond memory and um is the whole thing of me playing pokemon 
because Pokemon is like the first game I think that I felt I really immersed in. Like it took all my attention. And um, I've played, I think, some RPGs before. I didn't even know it was an RPG until later, years after. Um, but it was one of those games that took a lot of my time and hours. But I loved the time, all the time that I spent there. Like I was one of those that got Pikachu to level 100, I think. <laughs> so, which is hard to do. Um, but I had the Pokemon Game Boy Color um, limited edition. Um, but the experience that I want to specifically talk about is my experience with Pokemon Silver. Um, after loving Pokemon Yellow and loving Pokemon Blue, Pokemon Silver was coming out. My mother got it for my birthday. But my birthday occurred before the game was released. So my mom would pre-order games for me, so she pre-ordered Pokemon Silver. And I remember that I was waiting with so much anticipation for that game. And when I got it, it was such a wonderful experience. I think Pokemon Silver is my favorite Pokemon game. Um, and I think it's it's one of those it's one of those entries that introduced so many innovations and improved so much. It was it's one of those entries where you see the the evolution in quality and scale from the previous ones. In a dramatic fashion. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the second and the fourth generation is the, the ones that make it the most impact. Right. And yeah. Silver Silver is second generation, right? Yeah, Silver is the second. So, so I played Silver and I loved every minute of it. And I still remember fondly how amazed I was. I, I think I was amazed. I just don't remember. My memories from childhood tend to be kind of blank, but... I think about it now and I'm like, how amazing it was that you finish Pokemon Silver, you beat the Johto League, and suddenly a completely new continent opens up and you find that you go to this place called Kanto. You've never heard the word Kanto before. And then you find out that you're in Palatown. And then you find out that you're in Pewter City. And you're like, wait a minute, I've been here before. And then you make the connection that silver is in the same world as blue, as yellow. Like you you never saw a game that would do that before. I think that's one of those one of the best innovations that Pokemon ever did. Apart Thanks from uh, uh, for that. What was that? Thanks Yavata for that, considering yeah. you were, made it yeah. possible. That guy was a genius. Like to think that you can pack so much game in that little cartridge, like, and he did it. And not only that, he packed the cartridge didn't look that much different from the original yellow version that I had because you know back then all the Game Boy cartridges looked the same. But he packed two full games on there. Not only that, all the sprites. You're seeing all the old Pokemon that you love from Generation 1 with brand new, fresh sprites. They're all in color for the first time. Like, 
I don't know, man. It was it was so awesome, you know, to to rediscover all that. It was just beautiful. Um, so I think silver's like that. That that my whole experience with silver was just fantastic, and I really enjoyed it. Um, like I would go back and play silver again. I think. Um, if you if you can uh, track down a DS and. Uh, and get the game Soul Silver. It's a pretty good uh, remake. That sure it includes some uh, new generation, uh, later generation stuff. But this is the best remake of the entire bunch that that they have done. Okay. Well, Soul Silver. What is it? Is it is silver, but with the black and white engine? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's uh, they made that one up. It's pearl and diamond engine, I think. Okay, diamond is the same one as Chris as sapphire and ruby, right? Sapphire, uh, pearl and diamond is fourth generation. Sapphire and ruby is third. Okay, I get it mixed up. Um. But yeah, see, see, watching Twilight Wings got me excited to to talk Pokemon again. Um, so I said, Switch, God damn it! <laughs> I know, I know, I gotta get a Switch. So, so Isaac, so we've talked Pokemon, we've talked Twilight Wings, we shared our friend Nico's comments. Um, I think this is it for the show. We've we've had a great time, Isaac. Have you had a great time? Yeah. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining us at the Amateur Talk Podcast. Thank you for those that tuned in for this bonus episode that came out of nowhere. Um, we look forward to seeing you again every Wednesday at 7.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, upcoming is we're going to have two new Legacy episodes coming up tomorrow. Um, this Pokemon episode will come up to the podcast and to YouTube probably by Monday. Um, and then on Wednesday, on our next live stream, we're going to talk bleach. And not just any kind of bleach. And no, I'm not talking about Clorox. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk the anime bleach. But specifically, the live action movie distributed by Warner Brothers that's right now on Netflix. Um, we are big fans of bleach, of the anime, Isaac has seen the anime and read the manga. I've seen a good chunk of the anime. And we both watched the live-action movie. And we've talked about covering it for a while. And we're finally going to do it live on our live stream this Wednesday. So if you want to have a good conversation with us or want to sh share in a spoiler discussion with us, go watch the movie. The Bleach live-action movie is available on Netflix right now. Go watch it. And let us know what you think. Let us know on Twitter at AmateurTakuPod. Let me know at the Scarlet Fan 52 Let Isaac know at Emblemaniac. Let us know what you think about the Bleach movie. And we will give you a shout-out at the live stream. Or if you're going to join us on the live stream, let us know what you think about the Bleach movie live. And we will give you a shout-out then. But we're going to talk Bleach. I'm really excited about talking Bleach. Um, Isaac. Where can people find you, my brother, in the interwebs? They can find me at Emblemaniac on Twitter, as you see in my handle. And you can find 
me is my work at Woban Entertainment, and shout out to the Bellman. Nice. And you can find me at the Scarlet Fan Fifty Two on Twitter, and you can find sell my works at revengeofthefans.com because they're still there. Flash stuff, um, and hopefully you'll see more of my writing soon on Woban. Also, if you um, have any anime suggestions for us, if there's any animes that you guys want us to check out and want us to share our insight with, let us know in the comments below. Let us know on Twitter at Amateur Otaku Pod. Send us an email at Amateur Otaku at Amateur Otaku Pod at gmail.com. That's Amateur Otaku RTF at gmail.com. If you tell us to watch an anime, trust me, we will watch it and we will cover it for your pleasure. Because more importantly, the reason of the Amateur Otaku being is to create a community of people that love anime and to introduce new people to anime so that they don't so they don't miss out of the wonderful stuff that's out there in the anime landscape landscape i forgot how to talk for a minute isaac i apologize <laughs> that's good thank you so much for joining us guys we will see you next time have it awesome peace <laughs>